Okay, Kev. Good evening. There it is. Good evening. How you doing? I don't, told you earlier, I'm kind of, kind of angry. Kind of angry? Yeah. What are you angry about? The world in general, our township, uh, every single thing. Dude, that, 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 this thing with this uh, little girl. Oh, heartbreaking. It, it happened today. I, I, I'm toying with the idea of going into it, but we don't have enough information. No. And I really don't want to dig it, but but it, it, this doesn't happen here, man. There's a lot of things that are, aren't supposed to happen in here. Oh. So heartbreaking. I can't All right. It. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Are you sure? Always. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Exeter Underground, the weekly news and opinion forum for the people of Exeter, about the people of Exeter, and by the people of Exeter, keeping you up to date on the happenings of our town that you just can't find anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Jerry Gelliff and Kevin Foles. Hey now, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Underground Hyper Local News and Analysis for Exeter Township. I'm Jerry Gelliff. And I'm Kevin Fole. And welcome to the show. Welcome. We have a lot on uh, on the plate for you mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kevin, you're good. Uh, Other than the anger. Yeah, man, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Let's let's have some fun with this. I think it's not just a, the plate. I think we have a serving tray. <laughs> stuff that we could discuss it's it's the big turkey one that you have on thanksgiving hey man uh the the shocker for me was i thought coming into this that the school board was going to be the big story and of course it was mm-hmm. it, it was big yeah but i think what happened at the township meeting was much bigger i think they're both really big uh i obviously i um watched them both and uh I don't know. I did, you, we're going to go through it tonight, and you'll see. But the, I think there was a voice of reason, and thankfully that reason voice was a re, voice of reason was <laughs> at the supervisors' meeting with Ted, uh, just nailing it all points. Yeah, Ted, Ted and Dave carried that meeting, and uh, well, you're going to hear the clips. You're going to hear the clips. But first, first, did you like that flare? <laughs> They didn't see that. You know, we we sometimes will have to pull them and everybody and ask about doing video of this to see just to see our faces when we're discussing uh, things. Dude, I, I I do not want to do video. <laughs> <laughs> we got the faces for for radio, Jerry. That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> so here we are, the main event, the school board meeting, mm-hmm. and of course the main thing that happened was the big tax hike. Yeah. Give us some thoughts. Uh, number one, I, I, how do you have a an elderly woman up there telling you? And her story is very, very, it's not unique. No. And there's plenty of people in our township that have the issues that, uh, that she was discussing. And I didn't see the faces of all the school board members, but I would have loved, I mean, when I've spoken, they've looked down, don't even look at me. Um, when you're talking about something serious like this, yep, I would have loved to see their faces. Like if any of them smirked, ooh, ooh, this is part of why I'm angry. He's like, they don't care. I'll tell you the way it went because I was there, okay, and I was watching the board while all three of the uh, public comment people were there. And when Mary McSurdy was commenting, I noticed because she she was first, okay, 
I, I looked around at the entire board. They were there. Some of them were actually taking notes. Okay. Bob Quinter had his chair turned around to where he couldn't look at her. That's horrible. Turned around. Then I noticed the second woman got up. Her name is Tracy Brockington. She told a compelling story. Mm-hmm. Chair turned around. Bob Quinter again. Mary Beth Gardella, number three. Chair turned around again. What an obnoxious bastard. I mean, seriously. It's utterly disrespectful. It really is. These people are the ones who pay the bills. They deserve to have you face them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'll say this. When I had spoken before, um, and Herring always gave us you know, my eye when I had spoken. And yes. Listened. Very respectful. But to have your chair turn, what was he, was he hitting a little of the... Uh, Scotchy scotch? Nah, not, no $70 bottle of scotch was seen. Right. Okay. He he literally had his chair turned around. I would have said something if I was there to speak. My back was out, so I couldn't come. But um, if I would have been there speaking, had his, I would have just waited. Could we pause my time, please? One of you aren't looking at me. Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah, no, like, it, it is clear that the rules do not apply to him and only to him. But I don't understand why would you be so disrespectful? I don't know. Would he want people to disrespect him like that? Oh, hell no. No, because he's on the school board, you see, Kev? Right. Yeah, and I had I had a conversation with somebody that they were, they, I can't, I don't want to put an exact quote on this, but the gentleman said to me, I worked my ass off to get him off that board and now he's back on. That is quite a statement, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because he, this person had said to me, he never had a problem spending more dollars than we had. Yeah, absolutely. He's a spender deluxe. And he is also, turn around, not looking at people in public comment. The only thing I could give him of any respect was is that he continued talked about how we talked about doing things for 10 years and it's still not getting done, which I get it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is if you're spending McSpenderson, I don't really want you to do anything in 10 years. Good. Good. Let's not spend anything. Hey, let's not buy this. Let's not do this. And if he's spending McSpenderson saying, well, we need to do this. And we're like, hey, dude, go back, sit in your toy box. Close the lid with your Sit scotch. in your sandbox. Right? Just stop. I, I'm, I'm utterly disturbed by all the matters. And it, that's why I'm angry, man. Okay. A lot so, of stuff to be angry about. So so the, the tax hike was enacted 1.5%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's not, it, it's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money to you and I. But to that senior citizen who's going, oh, shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like I got to get my medicine this month. Yeah. That $5 means something. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Listen, listen to what, what Mary said. Yeah. Like, shit, when you get older and stuff like that, you don't have the money to go out eating. You don't have the money to go out to do trips or vacations right. and stuff like that. You you have to make cuts. Yes. Imagine you're doing your bank account on Sunday nights or whatever you do whenever you pay your bills, and you're like, I don't see anything that we can cut. Mm-hmm. If you're all honest with yourself and you're running a household and you're in a little bit of a pinch, there's always something you can cut. You want me to tell you what I just cut? Hmm. I just got T-Mobile Home Internet for $50 a month. I'm sorry. $50 a month instead of $102 for Service Electric. It's a tad bit less reliable, just a tad. Mm -hmm. 
But that $50 means something. Hell yeah, $50 is a lot of money. That $50 might keep me in these high gas prices from going to the gas station twice to play psychological goddamn games with myself. Right, right. And because then you could literally save, I mean, Lord, you could save dollars just by by uh, filling up the day before. Right. You know what I mean? It depends if the old decrepit one decides to release more from our military strategic reserves. <laughs> the old decrepit one. Hey, it's 10 cents. We'll save you 10 cents this week. But next week, hey, it's going to go up 35. Yep. Yeah. Well, it is on the way down. So anyway, back to the school, back mm-hmm. to the tax hike. So so they enacted that. And the one of the other things that they did was they they created a new job. Uh, yeah. Okay. They created a new job. It's a security and safety coordinator. It's not a. It's not a school resource officer. Right. It's not a cop. Right. It's an administrative position that is going to coordinate all of these. Uh, all of the these the safety angles of right. everything. And it was taken off of Don Harris's plate, right? Right. So ask the question. Ask it now, because I know you're thinking it too. <laughs> No, I, I, what, when are we going to get to that? When are we going to get to someone actually policing like our, our, no, our having someone? That's not the question. What's the question? The question is, how much money are you oh, going to yeah, take yeah. away from Dawn Harris yeah, to help yeah, pay that person? Because she's not doing as much you're now. You're ahead on me tonight, Jerry. Yes. Yeah. Let's give her, did she get a raise for doing those things? Question I don't one. know. But if she's got three responsibilities and now she only has two, I'm saying one third of her pay is out the window. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, I hadn't thought about that, but I've got there yet. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If you're not, if you have three jobs, which I'm sure Dawn has a lot more than three. I'm sure she probably has ten. Right, and she probably has more on her plate than anyone in the school district. But the problem is, you're getting paid for all those things on your plate. If you take a few off, you should get paid less. Yeah, that's fair is fair. I mean, take five grand, do something. Yeah, they do that if they give a job to a teacher. So if a teacher does a lead position or something like yes. that, they'll get a stipend, whether it's five, eight grand or whatever. That's right. So they take it away. Yep. All right. So so they, they discuss that. Now, the way, of course, that they're supposed to do things that they that they pride themselves on doing is everything gets discussed before it gets voted on. Right. Even though we caught them not discussing something yes. a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So... They had this uh, finance and personnel committee so that they could go over all of these things that had to be that they wanted to vote on that night to move to the voting meeting. So now this job got moved to the voting meeting. Now, I wish that I had the audio, but the audio was cutting in and out at the point. Yes. I couldn't find it. I noticed. Of Ann Hearing saying, well, you know, it's... uh, this is a position that I believe we need to create, the security position, but I also believe that we need to allow the public to comment on this. We need to get the public's comment on it. And so I would be in favor of doing this at our July 11th meeting, but discussing it tonight. Three seconds later, she literally changed and said, so that we can move this to the voting meeting tonight. I looked at her and I went, I turned to Mary Beth Gardello was next to me. I turned to her and I said, did she just change her mind in three seconds? And she said, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I just, I, 
again, angry. They, they, you have no credibility when you do that. You're ruining yourself. And I like Anne. She, you know, she seems like a good person. She's done some good things, and that I've agreed with. But on the other hand, um, if you're going to say A and then you do B, literally less time than it cooks takes to cook a pancake. <laughs> yes. What are you doing? Was. What are you doing? So okay. So so let let's get that clip. Let me find that clip. It is. Um, it is called Morgan something or other. Hmm. I guess what? It's not in the list. Where the hell did that come from? Where'd that go? Was it just a, a clip of Ann saying that that it? Uh... No, it's actually Tim Morgan saying that he is in favor of this going until next month so that people can weigh in. Yeah, I agree with that, but also it's going to be the same two people that comment every time. <laughs> well, that is the way that it goes. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I didn't I I didn't send myself the clip, so we're not going to get that clip. But Boy. suffice it to say, Tim Morgan did stand up for the people of Exeter and said, "No, I want this to go next month." If he had any consistency, that would yeah. be nice. Yeah. But he did do it. I mean, you know, let's give him props for that. And when they got to the voting meeting and the first vote they took was to amend the agenda to include that. Right. He uh, he voted no and, and Andrea Battler voted no to amend the agenda. But it didn't matter. 7-2, yeah. right? So without them, so much as setting a salary or knowing any of the costs associated with this, a position was created. And Is that exactly as backwards? Yes, and they'll probably figure all that out in an executive session, which they shouldn't figure out anyway because mm. they're going to say it's about an employee. Well, yeah, you're not talking about the po- an employee personally. You're talking about what it, what statutes would bring to he, that employee has to live under or gets paid by. Right. But they'll do it in an executive session like they do everything else mm-hmm. because they don't want anyone to know what's going on. So now Dr. M, the, the now gone... Uh, interim superintendent said, I would imagine it'll be like between 50 and 60,000. I mean, get the hell out of here. You're going to hire an administrative person at 60. Every other administrator in that building makes at least 80 to 90. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you can go down to Target and make $25 an hour. It'd be 50 grand. Yeah. So you're going to hire somebody to be in charge of the security for our kids. It almost feels At 50 to 60. It almost, no. it almost feels like they don't want them on their level. Like, do you going to just keep, you know, you get what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yes. listen, you're not up at our level here. So you're going to make 50 grand. Yeah. You're a grunt. Yes. Sit down <laughs> and take your 50 grand. Here's know a little place. wedge of cake too. eat your cake. So uh, and and of course we do we, they did vote for the tax hike and you know we have um, that tax hike is not going to mean much to you and I but it is going to mean something to several people and the callous way that they did this is just it, it it's it's effing cowardly they've raised taxes eleven out of every year eleven times out of twelve right. 10 of 12 it 10 is. 10 of 12. Yes. It's enough. Right. But 10 to 12 <laughs> yeah. times. I, I, my Lord. My Lord. I'm just, it's not just that it's just no It's not much money. Yeah. It's also that you guys don't find a tax increase that you don't like every yeah. year. Every year. But we always get told there's nothing to cut. Let me tell you something. More money never equates a better education. It never does. If it, it did... We would all we would not be graduating kids with forty percent 
that are efficient in re- reading and math. If it did, Washington, D.C. spends almost 30000 a kid. They would be turning out nothing but scientists in Washington, D.C. Right. right. The problem is, is that they all, well, and that's the talking point also. Well, we have to. We just, one of the clips will talk about it. Oh, you, you want to cut something? You want to cut music? You want to cut yeah. things that make you happy, Jerry? Yeah. Jerry, yep. I see that face, that, 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 turn that frown upside down, buddy. Turn that frown upside down. You know, it's, they always do that. Well, we're going to cut. There's nothing to cut. There's always something to cut. Always. Yes. Always. And more money does not equate a better education. If it did, we'd all have geniuses graduate. We'd be 99% efficient coming out of uh, Exeter for reading and math. Yes, we would. But we don't. So let's throw more money at it because the kids aren't graduating well. Let's try and This is bullshit. Yeah. Let's try a new agenda. Let's try a new program. How about you just get back to basics? You know, two plus two is four, not five, which they try to tell us all the time anyway. Get back to basics. Basics, it's pretty easy. You go with, how about less time on bullshit and more time on math and reading and engineering and maybe do some gardening too because that would actually be helpful. Things that teach kids how to, I was happy that my daughter came to came home this, this year towards the end of the year and she told me they were teaching her how to do taxes. My God, I've been asking that for years. Do you want them to teach that? Not necessarily. I'd rather <laughs> teach it myself, but the problem is, is at least there's an input of, uh, input of them knowing how to do it. Yeah. To a point. But let's get back to basics. This is what everybody talks about, but we're going to throw some bullshit program that has, you know, colorful stuff and makes, tar- well, it gives us another, another excuse. You hear it all the time in education. Yep. Well, we need to throw more money at it because this we're doing this program. It's going to get this and this and this and this. And then you have our genius ex-superintendent saying that kids are graduating poorly because of the ABC song. God. I think we should let that one go now. <clears throat> I'm not ready to. You're not ready? No, because it was so mm. stupid and someone of the official to say that is ridiculous. Okay. Ridiculous. Hold on to it. <laughs> Hold on to it. Let it burn you. Oh, it still burns. <laughs> the stupid, Jerry, it burns. Okay, so for me, the highlight of the evening was uh, the following from our buddy Jason Mel. Okay, now uh, I'm going to play the clips afterwards of Mary McSurdy, who we spoke about, yep. and uh, Mary Beth Gardella. And they both said, you know, you people haven't cut anything. Nope. You haven't cut anything. Why have you not cut anything? NTC. Yeah. And she even said, hey, when he said nothing to cut a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. One of you actually had the temerity, the temerity to say. One more time to say. There is really nothing that we can cut. Yes. Mm-hmm. So built on that, that they didn't cut anything. Yep. Okay. Jason Mel said this. Jason Mel said this. Jesus Christ. Could I get myself together here? I'd just like to address some some comments um, about not having made any cuts. or. He's a listener, Jerry. <laughs> you know it. No, 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 no. It was from, the, it, it, it was from the, the public comments. Right. I understand that. But still, if yeah. it's surrounded by NTC, you know he's, it's getting back to him. He, he's, he's listening tonight. I can mm-hmm. almost guarantee it. <laughs> There were things to cut that we were ignoring. 
from Mr. Fike. That, that is not true. Uh, Mr. Fike has been making cuts since we started discussing things since April. Since we started discussing things since April. Right. So what cuts did you make? Because the way I see it, you spent $80.6 million last year. This year, you're spending 81.8. What did you cut? Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason this went from a 2.5% potential increase down to a 1.5%. They cut the rate of increase, and that's a cut. Yep. That's the same thing. I, I swear he must be watching what Congress does federally because mm-hmm. they do the same thing. Well, we cut future spending. It's not a cut now. Well, we were going to spend this. But you're saying it now, and then two years from now, when you go to actually do the cut that you're trying to, that you talking about implementing, the future spending cut, yep. you don't do it. No. But it, this, is, this is called baseline budgeting. Mm-hmm. It's assumed that everything's going to, in D.C., it's assumed that everything's just going to go up 3%. So if the FBI, automatic 3%, if they only get 2%, they cut the FBI. Right, right. Oh, and every, now we're going to have terrorists walking around. Yeah. And kids are going to get dumb. Right. Um, is that the FBI or education? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think we need to educate the FBI. So we back to Jason spewing his nonsense. Um, he has looked at things. And the next thing that he suggested that could be cut Here it comes. was non-instructional programs. Here it comes. Frowny face. The emotion. Yep. Here comes the emotion. Yep. Wait, wait. He gets upset now. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Such as music. Okay. Somebody wants to make a motion or suggest that we cut our music program. Have at it. But I have not heard that. I have not heard anyone suggest that we do anything to affect our students. That's all I have to say. Take it back. Okay. Take it back because he is not listening to the show because. We have both, as has Ted said, yes, you need to cut. Right. You need to cut programs. You need to cut everything. You need to cut services to students. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's never going to fly. That's why they say this stupid shit like that. Yeah. That's why they, because it gets you in the feels, in the feels. There is really nothing that we can cut. Mm -hmm. What it comes down to. Yes, it does. And then, because then, if you do cut something that somebody likes, Oh, uh, someone on social media is going to berate you. And yep. then, oh, we, well, this, you know, well, we had the teachers had to get a raise. You're a great big meanie. Mm-hmm. You're mean. You want kids to die and you want them dumb. <laughs> That's what it all comes to. That, it, it's all what they do. It's, it, it's ridiculous. There's nothing to cut because you can't possibly tell someone no. You know why? There is really nothing that we can cut. Right. You're telling me, like Mary Beth said during the meeting, you're telling me on that large of a budget, there's nothing to cut. How much are we? Are, they talked about the damn um, counters in the kid, in the in the cafeteria. Yeah, well, a new line. Well, they're expensive. to make the li- to make the line run faster. Right, right. Yes. Here's, here's the thing: if child obesity is such a thing, like it was before COVID, and told you know now it's not a thing, I guess because our you know. The, the school board sent our kids home for a, hour, a year or whatever. Um, you want less kids eating. Yeah. If child obesity is a thing. Listen, my kids are skinny and my kids eat all the time. I want kids to get thin. Yes. So what? <laughs> listen, it's about caloric intake, kitties. You want to see some frowny faces then? 
Oh my gosh, they're talking on that show about cutting food to children. Who they're they're Hitler. They want people to die. They yes. want kids to Slowly die. Slowly and start dying of starvation is like one of the worst deaths. Do you hear these people? It, it's worse than well, I don't know. Would that be worse than drowning? Because the panic it, sets in on drowning. Yeah, but it takes a lot longer to die of starvation. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Now, so there's all that. And and I also really did not care for the way that the school district worded or, or actually the way they phrased the new teacher's contract, okay? They didn't put in, in, in their uh, uh, press release, they did not put how much each teacher got, Right. Okay. They didn't give us a percentage. The way they phrased it was the budget for teachers salaries next year will go up by 3.4%. The following year it will go up Mm 3.3% and on and on through all four years. And the last year was 3.1%. But in the meantime, every year they're getting $1,660 added plus more steps. I am not one that thinks that teachers are underpaid. I don't. And people are like, well, they work. They don't work for three months during summer and they get paid. They choose that because you could get paid all that whole salary in nine months. But most teachers, because of budgeting and smart family planning and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it takes it over 12 They months. take it over the 12, sure. But the point is, is also like we've had discussions about it before. Teachers, keep your kids safe more than the police do. No offense, guys. Yep. That's just true. It they is. They them from choking. They top. They stop kids from attacking other kids. Blah 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 blah. Yep. So in my mind, because how much are you going to pay someone to watch your kids for ten hours a day? It's a lot of thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Here's here's some Legos and just <laughs> in a in a back of a snack pack or a hot pocket or some shit. But you see what I'm saying. But the problem is, is that they would say, well, we have price increasing and inflation is affecting us too. Listen, you guys always get paid. You essentially work for the government, a local government, but it's still government. What was the first thing that um, Pennsylvania legislature did in COVID? Yeah, then they made sure the teachers got paid. They made sure that all school employees got paid whether they worked or not. Yeah, that was you work the for the very government. First thing they did. It's, you work for a government, basically. Yeah. If you're paid with you're paid with tax dollars, you work for the government. They don't miss a paycheck. Nope. I I know that my income was affected by COVID. Mm-hmm. It was not fun. So it was mine. Yep. I was told to stay home for a quarter. Mm-hmm. Right? But Let me guess. You didn't get paid? Nope. I'm a, I was 100% commission. Wow, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, so these pages, I'm not necessarily against teachers getting raises. 3.3, I get a cost of living index, blah, 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 blah. Cry me a river. Who's, who's felt the most brunt of this stuff? It's not government teacher employees since 2000. Five, you could say we were having major economical issues with highs and lows and stuff like that mm-hmm. with the two with the two thousand eight crash. But here's the point: maybe if we want to find out what teacher what individual teachers make, we need to ask Jason Mel. Because his wife works for the district, right? Right, his wife. Is so a essentially, he voted for a raise for his wife. Ain't that some bullshit? Hey, yeah, I would love to be able to do that. Well, he did not vote on the contract. Okay, but he did vote for the budget and the budget is what is putting the money in his pocket. Right. So the one point five increase of taxes is the revenue. Where's that revenue going, Jerry? What's I know it's not a great talking point, but 
A is the tax increase. B is the increased revenue from the 1.5. Where's that revenue go? It's going to go to the teachers. Well, all employees. I mean, right. let's be fair. All employees. Yes. I'm not. I'm not anti-teacher. I'm married to one. Yeah. But the thing is, what I'm talking about is, he voted for the for the tax increase that his family is going to benefit from. End of story. There is nothing that would. If I were sitting there, if that were me. There is nothing that would allow me to vote for that. No. I might vote no intentionally. I, here's the <laughs> point. I would have voted no anyway. But if, if I was him or my wife, would, if my household got more money because of a, a rate uh, increase of taxes and I was on the school board, I'm not voting for it. And I'd vo- I would vote against any tax increases ever, ever on anything. But if I was my wife was an employee... I better because that's that you have no credibility, dude. That's exactly right. You have no credibility because that is exactly. Oh, right. so you vote. You didn't. You didn't vote on the contract, but you voted on the tax increase, which is affected by the the contract. What? What do you think? You're smart. That is the biggest bullshit line I've ever heard. You think, well, I didn't vote for this. I didn't vote for the contract. Well, no shit. Well, then why did you vote for the tax increase where the revenue is going to pay for for? Township employees and school teachers. And he Come did on, the he did the the look at me when they took the vote for the contract. Even though I am not legally bound to do so, yeah. I will be abstaining from this, even though it is perfectly legal for me to vote on it. Nothing to cut. Well, it was two point five, but it's only one point five, so we cut one from it. No, 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 no. There no. is really nothing that we can that's cut. Not, that's not how it works. And he doesn't look like he's cutting anything anyway, Jerry. <laughs> Piss me off. So, uh, you know, other things happened. They welcomed uh, Christy Haller as the new superintendent. We Good. wish her well. I hope she does an amazing job. I hope that she solves every problem that so there I, is. I've known Christy a very long time. We went to Kutztown together. Yeah. A very sweet person. One of the sweetest people I've ever met. Nice lady. Um, always yes. treated me well. I wish her the best. Um, I actually wanted to, I would have been happy to get her in there sooner. As soon as Miner said that she was out, mm-hmm. put Christy in. They knew they were going to do it anyway. Right. Throw her in as the interim and go, well, God damn, I'm look. Also, I'm also happy that we hired, <laughs> I think Bob Quinter said it too. I think we're happy that we moved someone up from in. Right. She knows the community. She knows the run. She's taught. She was what principal. Yep. So you know, I mean, she knows what the deal is. She knows the community. She's she actually cares about the community. You think Doctor Miney gave a shit about this community? No. Yeah. No. Christy does. Yeah. So the other thing, what you just said about how Bob Quinter said it was good to to bring somebody up from the ranks. Yeah. He did that while he was facing people. He was facing people when he said that. I was uh, there. I saw it. I saw it. We could go into that whole thing too, but I, I, do, I think we spent enough time on that. But he's not a fan. They also, uh, we said goodbye to Christy Coble, who was the principal at Owatton Creek, maybe the best employee in the district. Never met she her. She absolute sweetheart, man. She just did whatever people told her to do, you know. And uh, she had a lot of initiatives on her own. Uh, and that's a loss. That's a loss. Is she teaching within the district? Did she move out of the district? No, she moved somewhere else. She became principal somewhere in Perry County. That's pretty far away. It is. She 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 called me and said, uh, you know, hey Jerry, thanks for your support over the years. We're, I'm moving on to okay, Chris. Maybe she's a little smarter than we are. She's getting the hell out of Dodge and moving out in the middle of nowhere. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, also hired Matt Hathaway as the principal at Jacksonwald. Right down from my house. Never because mind. Renee Mosser left to go elsewhere. So Matt Hathaway, who runs the TIPS program, that leaves the question hanging in the air, what happens to TIPS? I mean, I guess it's okay if you're a teacher and you're making money, but now you're an administrator. Will you still be able to make money? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Will you still be able to do that? I, I mean, you know, th- there's got to be a line somewhere. Do you want to tell the people what t- exactly TIPS is? You want me to or do you want to? You. Want me to? Yeah. Okay. So TIPS is a Teachers in the Parks, okay? And what they do is they are the, the, the mission of TIPS is to arrest the summer slide. It's to get kids into the parks and various places and to uh, keep them from, from falling back in their studies. Right. Okay. Got it. So that they come back the same right. as when they left. Because there apparently is, when when kids just, weirdly enough, if kids just sit in front of a TV playing, you know, video games, they get dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have two kids of my own. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. So that's the concept of tips. And, and it, he he developed it, and uh, it's been idea. here in Exeter, and it's taxpayer supported. And you have to ask the question is, it ethical because he's now management. Like, I think that changes something. Yeah. Why does that always happen in this township? Because it's just one backslap after another. And then if you talk about it, oh my gosh, you're the worst person in the world. You're evil. Worst person in the world. You're evil. Yep. All right. So that's all that. So let's get to these public comment clips. Okay. This show's going to be long, dude. Okay, so so here we have uh, Mary McSurdy. Um, my name is Mary McSurdy. I live at 1013 Pepper Ridge Drive in Farming Ridge. I live on Social Security and a very modest pension. I've been paying school taxes since 1980. That's a better part of 42 years. I've never had a child in school, yeah. so I really don't get any benefit. As a libertarian, that just drives me nuts. I don't yeah. think if you don't have kids, like I personally think if your kids aren't in school anymore, your kids graduate, you don't have to pay school taxes anymore. You know what that also would do? It would reshape the teachers' union, reshape the budgets, and reshape everything. Because if you don't have the money, it doesn't matter. Nothing to cut bullshit. You don't have the money. There's no. It's not coming in. That's right. That's exactly right. That's or, how you. That's or, how you stop this ridiculousness. Yeah. Or letting letting senior citizens drop off the rolls. Either way. All I do is just keep paying the taxes. That leads me into my second and major point of this discussion. All I keep hearing from a number of people is in this $81 million budget that you're proposing for next year, there's nothing to cut. There it is. NTC. Thank you, Mary. Find it really, really hard to believe that in an $81 million budget, there is nothing to cut. There it is again. So let me tell you about my life. Like I said, I live on Social Security and a very modest pension. I have a lot of things I've had to cut. I don't go out to dinner anymore on occasion, but not like I used to. I buy food, only what I have to buy. I don't buy meat because I don't take out a... And just a side note, that's pretty scary too. If you're only buying what you need, 
yeah. in these times? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mortgage. I don't. I don't do a lot of entertainment like I used to. I have friends that are in other parts of the county, maybe an hour away. I don't buy gas to go visit them. You, Mr. School Director, are keeping her from socializing with her friends. Yeah. Yeah. Not only do you want, well, wait, we want kids to die, you and I, Kev. Yeah. So I guess they want the elderly to starve to, and, and have frowny faces. And, and, <laughs> and be completely uh, friendless. Yes. So I have cut a tremendous number of things out of my life. That's my story. And I don't know how many other senior citizens are in the room, but I know, as Mr. Whitehawk said, there is a lot of senior citizens in the township. A lot of us are hurting, and we need to stop the tax increases. Um, you all have raised taxes. I think it's 11 out of the past 12 years, and I find that just kind of not acceptable. Kind of not acceptable. Because there's nothing to cut, Mary. Jeez. Yeah. God. Learn a lesson. Get with the times. So I found a lot to cut out of necessity because I can't afford the things that I could afford before. It's inflation. It's hard. It's hard on all of us. But the school district has nothing to cut. And I think this again. we need to revisit that. I, I'm sure that in a school district with an $80 million, $81 million budget, there has to be some things that we can find. I'm not an accountant, but I'd happy to help. Um, but anyway, I think I'm not an accountant, but I play one on TV. I'm. A, I have some common sense, so you know, could there work are out. Probably things that could be cut. You have a choice. You, you can look at your budget. You keep raising taxes. We don't have choices, especially senior citizens and a number of folks. I heard this brought up when because this is going around. A lot of comments where people were asking, didn't they get a lot of COVID money? Yes, but COVID money like, had to know, be used for very specific things. Like helmets for the football team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Testing for helmets. Because didn't he say at the one school board meeting that, that they could use uh, the money to test the helmets? No, he, he didn't say that they could use okay. ESSER money for that. Okay, just check. He did not. Um, I'm sure there's a lot in the township that are living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have the choice. So we're just living with this. My opinion is let's go through the budget. Let's find, I would say, not only don't raise taxes, but why don't we try to find 5% that we can cut? Maybe it's only $5 coming out of my pocket, but how about you give me the $5 back? There it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, there it is. Yeah. That's the one. Yep. Because I need it to live on, as do a lot of other people. One other point I'd like to bring up. Am I done? No, Mary, please continue. Can if I you continue? can wrap it up, though. Thank but you. Please. See, that was great. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, maybe on another night, she cuts her off. Okay, you're done. But budget night, we're going to let people talk. Well, it's a woman, and she's older. If that was yeah. me talking, they'd be like, you're done. They've done it yeah. to me before. You. You're done. Hitler Youth, yeah. out. Tall white, tall white blonde hair, blue eyed guy, get the hell out of here. Shut up, okay. sit down. There's, there's one other point I'd like to bring up that I know quite a bit about, and that is there is apparently a lot of conflict of interest in this room. That is, if anybody in this board is married to a teacher, a retired teacher, etc., when you vote to raise the budget, you're voting to give yourself a household increase. Correct. I personally think that anyone in that position, and I know who you are, but you all know who you are. I'm not going to call that names. But 
you need to recuse yourself from the vote on the budget. I think I saw a couple double gyms like healing back on that one. <laughs> hey, Mary. Yay. Very good. Very good. Very well good. done. Well done. And they passed it anyway. Yep. So on to, um, let's see, who do we have? We also have, uh, yes, here we go. Here's the other one. Hi, I'm Mary Beth Gardella. 218 Pennsylvania Avenue. Like they don't know her already. So in 2013, <laughs> the millage was 30.795. 2014 and 2015, it was 31.250. In 16, it was 32.21. I like this detailing. It, I think it comes with the last name. <laughs> 870. In 17 and 18, it was 32.62140. In 19, it was 33.11070. In 2020, it was 33.60730. 21, it went up to 34.19680. Tonight, you're voting to make it 34.7098. It's very exact. Mm hmm. The question, I guess, would be is when is enough enough? You know, I, I, it's a great comment. It is. At the uh, supervisor meeting last night, they went back and asked for cuts and they got one point two million dollars in cuts. Let's be fair. What actually happened is they raised such a stink with the engineer that the engineer went, Oh, shit, I'm going to lose this one. Uh, I better offer them something. Yeah. They were raising such a stink that, that it was just like, oh, yeah, we found $1.2 million. But I the bet. point is, they did. They did it by asking questions. Now, Always something to cut. This board hasn't even asked. Offers have been made by Mr. Fike to give budgets. They're not even, they haven't even been looked at. So it's just ridiculous as you hear. I mean, there, there are single moms out there. There are single moms I know that are working for $10 an hour under the table just trying to make things work for their family. Did she just say that there are women who are hookers? Did she just say that? I don't think that's $10 an hour under the table? Is that what she said? That's cheap nowadays. My son, I know for a fact, he's like, Mom, I can't have the kids in baseball this spring because I can only afford to fill up my gas tank once a week, and that's it. So there are struggling families out there. And to say that there's nothing we can cut is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. $81 million, you can find something to cut. Thank you. Hi. Another good one. Yes, very good, very good, very good. Another it's good also, one. It's also, I understand where the sports, uh, her son is talking about that. Yep. We have to pay, what, a $175 fee? For I don't our, know. For our kid to play a sport? Yeah. $175. You mean kidding? school? Yes. It's 100 I think. Uh, well, you're going to know better than me. But I, I don't. I I, 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 even if it was, I don't give a shit if it was fifty dollars. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. When we went to school, I didn't pay a damn thing. Yeah. We were well, okay. We had to. When I played basketball, we had to every year. We had to buy because our coach wanted us to wear matching sneakers. Right. Right. But hundred dollars, hundred seventy-five dollars. Can't get blood from a stone, Jerry. Um, no, you really can't. But they're damn well trying. So that is the school board meeting. Now, now to cap off the school board meeting, we uh, we have a special treat for everybody. We're going to play a little game. 
Okay. <laughs> we're we're going to play a little game. And sure. uh, here's the intro. Now it's time for everybody's favorite game show, Melman. The quiz show where you, the contestant, get to guess answers to questions that only Jason Mel can come up with. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Fole and Jerry Gell. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Mel Math. How are, we do- How are we doing, Jerry? Doing very well, man. I'm very excited for this uh, game show. Yes, it's episode number one of the uh, <laughs> of the game show that we're going to do. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's called Mel Math, and and these are questions that only Jason Mel could come up with. It's going to be good. Yes, it is. And good. on the phone, we have uh, we have a contestant. Uh, hello, contestant. Are you there? I am. Wow. Wow. Good yell, baby. Excited, too. Yes. Well, this is exciting. Yes. Thank you for coming on uh, on the show. Who, who do we have on the phone here? Uh, my name is Penny. Hi, Penny. How you doing? How you doing, Penny? Oh, I'm terrific. Good. I'm glad to hear that. that that's, a very, uh, that's a very different name. You don't hear Penny too much anymore. Well, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's kind of... Uh, uh, I guess in line after uh, Tuesday's meeting. That's about all I have left. <laughs> you only have a penny left? That's why your name is Penny? Yeah. Good. Okay. Makes sense. Makes all sense. All right. Good. So, so Penny, what we're going to do... Go, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. So, uh, Penny, we have some questions that we're going to ask, and we want you to answer as the best that you possibly can. Does that sound good? Sure. All right. So, Penny, our first question is, if you had 200 teachers making $300,000 per year and 100 administration officials making $350,000 a year and a widow tried the old, you know, quote unquote, I don't have the money for the tax like you're, uh, you're forcing on me. How long would it take to foreclose on that deadbeat, deadbeat bitch's house? Well... Um, I just graduated from the Mel Math Method. Okay. And, 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 and what, they, what they taught us was, you know, when you're talking about um, foreclosures and raising taxes, you, you really should get excited and, um, you know, giggle or if you can put your hands together and, and, and rub them together like you've got a big plate of fried chicken in front of you, you should do that. So I have a big plate of fried chicken in front of me. And so I'm rubbing my hands, and I'm going to say I would foreclose in 4.5 seconds. Wow. That is correct. Well right. done, Pet. Wow. Well, you were really good at this game. Next, well, next question. If given a choice between raising taxes 2.5% or raising them 1.5% and calling that a spending cut, how many senior citizens do you think you could drive from their homes in a four-year term on the school board? Well, uh, again, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm using the math method that I just learned, and um, I would have to say I would, I would foreclose on all of them, nearly all of them, if I could. Right again. She's two for two, Jerry. 
I, she studied her Melmath. Yeah, she was obviously a very good student at the Melmath Institute. Of Indeed, she learning. is. So, Penny, we have a we have a, a third question for you. If you have a town of twenty six thousand people. A nine-person school board, of which five of the members have immense conflicts of interest. How many spending decisions can they get wrong? Well, I think I have to go back and um, have you explain what does immense conflict of interest mean so I understand the question. Okay, so let's say basically... In a fictional town. Right, a fictional town in Texeter. Um, if there was people that voted for a tax increase, that meant that their spouse would make more money. Is that, oh, did oh, that clear well, it up? And I would say that, oh, absolutely. I, I see where, I see it now. Okay. Yeah. So I would say that, uh, they're going to get all of them wrong. <laughs> wow. Whew. Three for three. Yes. She's 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 lighting it on fire, Jerry. She really is. She's got it made. Okay, Penny, this is the last question. Are you are you are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, if you circulated an idiot's petition using the names of former politicians who talked down to people and called them stupid in a town of twenty six thousand people, would a majority opinion consist of? A, 13,001 people. B, seven former supervisors. Or C, well less than 600 people. Ooh, this is a tough one with the Melmath method. Um, mm, I, I'm going to pick A. You're going to pick A? You you would be wrong. That's my fight. That that oh. You, you would to, be wrong. Do you want to phone a friend? I was going to say that was my final answer. Do you have a friend in the room with you? Can you ask them? No. No? Okay. Well, you got friend. it wrong because the answer is well less than 600. Well, well how, how, how does that work out? Okay. Well, for instance, now on this fictional petition, okay, if you got less than 600 signatures on that petition you could make the claim that that was a majority opinion and that is the mel math method uh, uh. now petty i'm very sorry that you missed one because you needed to get all four right to get the prize oh. that we had for you that's a shame what was the prize the prize was my last dollar kevin why is it my last dollar because you're going to pay higher and more in taxes. That's exactly right. But we're going to well, pick up pennies know, in the parking lot. I'd have to pay taxes on that dollar. You would, so you'd probably end up with shit anyway. Like a penny. Yeah, another penny. You, you'd have another penny. There you go. Scratch them together. Okay, Penny. That was great. Well, we really appreciate you, uh, you playing the game. But you know what? I, I can't, can't, can I tell you that I'm really looking forward to... Um, I, I just finished math method. And, and I'm really looking forward to the next course. What is the next course? Well, you know, you heard about um, how to win friends and influence people, right? The Dale Carnegie method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Bob Quinter one, has one now, and, and it's how to ignore constituents and disrespect taxpayers. Is that that's, right? That's, 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 a, that's, 
That's probably a yeah. lengthy book. Too. Yeah, and, and you know what I'm looking forward to? They have a guest teacher. Uh, Mr. Hurley Miller is coming back, and he's going to teach how to look at speakers, but put your head in your hand and take a nap. <laughs> I heard, here's a, here's a rumor that I heard. Um, Penny, I had heard once that he had um, painted eyeliner eyes on his eyes so he could sleep during the school board meetings. <laughs> have you ever heard that? I, I, well, I'm really looking forward because I have to sit in a lot of meetings and I just need to learn how to, you know, swivel my chair around really fast. And ignore people, or or just you know take an out. Well, I, I'm looking forward to this. So I, I really appreciate all the lessons that I'm learning from this school board, <laughs> and from the Mel Math Method. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Penny. Thanks, Penny. Okay. Bye. Good night. That gives a great idea. A really good idea. Yes, it is. Turn the chairs around at the next school board meeting. Absolutely. Absolutely, it's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. Make a point. Just turn them all around. I don't know what the point would be, but yes, okay. And that is the end of Melmath. Thanks for joining us, folks. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Melmath. <laughs> okay, we're uh, we're going to take a tiny little break here. I'm going to put on some music because i got to go out and get our buddy John. John's going to join us for the last part of the show. I can't wait to see which T-shirts are he's wearring. Yeah, it's going to be like exciting. It has cool t-shirts. So, <laughs> yeah. so here's music. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Exeter Underground on Jerry Gellin Media.
Okay, there we are. We're back. You know, it, it, it's funny. We've done this twice now with the music, and it somehow always ends up 80s heavy metal. Did you run it? Yeah, it but it's, but it's, it's, a, it's a specific type of 80s heavy metal. <laughs> yes, it is. It's the shit that I hate. <laughs> I'm not a glam rock guy. Both. Well, too bad. I hear you. Shame for you. Hey, it was supposed to stop. There we go. Thank you. All right, good deal. <laughs> so we welcome our buddy Jonathan Scacia to the airways. Yeah, hey, how's it going, guys? It's going wonderfully. How are you, John? Welcome uh, back. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, we, we were just talking during the break. Uh, you guys just sort of mentioned, you know, the murder that happened this morning. Yes. And, you know, you know what, what, can you, what intelligent thing can you say about that? You know, almost nothing. But uh, for the people who are listening, and I assume that if you're listening, you have some interest in what goes on around you. You have some interest in what's going on in your community. So, like, if you see something... Like, say something. Like, you know, we, we, we have to look out for each other. And, uh, yeah, I don't know any – look, all I know is what, you know, you know I guess Jerry posted earlier from, like, W69. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any details. I don't know any rumors. You know, it's just, like, crazy. And uh, it just if you see something wrong, it can be scary to speak up. I don't even know if anyone saw anything wrong. Just, like, <laughs> let's be preventative about this. It's a good tip. It really is. And, and that kind of is informed by what you do for a living, is it not? I mean, yeah, but also, like, I, I don't know. I try to be, a, like, a good person. <laughs> like, I, I try. I, You're I, blaming I, this on being a human being. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. blaming on being a human here's, being. Here's the question to the people that was there, you know, priors? I, who knows? Who knows? You, you know, know I mean? I, it's just like, like we, we were also sort of like talking about, you know, who knows how much like child abuse goes like unreported. Oh, and, right. And, and, oh, yeah. uh, and the answer is probably like a crap load of it. So, look, you know, we, we all we all want to live in a community where we're all safe, where, you know, our kids, you know, can grow up to be, you know, great people. That's why you guys, you know, were, were ripping on the school board, you know, earlier because you care mm-hmm. and you want the job to be done well. And Correct. The jo- and the job doesn't just stop uh, within the school walls. We have a response. Well, you know, you can take whatever responsibility you want. I guess I think that some people can take the responsibility to, you know, be their brother's keeper and, you know, try and try and keep an eye out and try and, you know, try and watch out for one another. And that's, there, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's the way it should be. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, the police don't have to protect us, so we protect each other. That's right. Right. That's and exactly that's the way right. With kids, and you're supposed to protect the kids. I, I, this is just horrible. Yeah, just a, just an absolutely, absolutely gut gut wrenching story. It is so. because you, you know the thing that you said. How often do we have a murder? You know, and this is a murder. I mean, let's oh, yeah. face it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, the, the kid didn't trip because the mother's like been charged. Listen, right. any loss of death is bad. And when we say, well, how often do we have a murder in Exeter? It's not like this was like a, a 45-year-old guy that got something went, you know, buying drugs or whatever went right. there. Right. This, this was a three-year-old. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, the, the very definition of innocence. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's the part. Is, is, uh, there's murders, and then there's this. And this is, Ooh. it is a murder, but this is just, a, it's a three-year-old, man. 
three-year-old. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I look, it, it, there, there's, there's like a, a lot of empathy that like we, we have as being human beings towards, towards the young. So, I mean, there's nothing intelligent to say about it. Just it, it, it sucks. I'm not trying to close discussion on it. It's just, it's, it sucks. And, you know, I, you know, you know, for every, for everyone who's been involved, who's involved in it, you know, Jerry was mentioning the cops earlier who had to go into that scene. You know, let's let's hope the best for them and yeah, you know, support them and whatever they need to sort of get through this. And Exeter Township was real. The school district was real good with putting out that on um, their app or whatever that you know they're having um, crisis counselors and what, which is great. Yep. My first for anybody. It, most of the people I know were like, "What the hell happened?" Yes. I asked my kids because my daughter, you know, social butterfly, but she didn't know. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I did send an email to the police chief today, and I, and, and I said, I feel terrible for your cops who got there and worked on the kid. Yeah. And because, I, you know, I've heard these stories before about firefighters, oh. you know, who when, when kids die in fires, like firefighters get messed up by that stuff because I'm supposed to save them and I didn't save that kid. Yeah. Cops, same thing, man. Yep. Cops could be affected by this and, and you got to hope that they aren't. I mean, you, you, you were asking also during the break, like, do I drop any of the psychology stuff into this? I mean, they're, they're like tr- trauma is uh, cumulative, like, like stress and stuff like this. It builds up. It can build up over time. And that doesn't mean it breaks into anything. It just can wear people, people down. Sure. And yeah. you know, contribute to all sorts of you know mental health outcomes that aren't aren't great. So, okay, well, uh, you may not have wanted to shut it down, but I'm going to shut that talk down because yeah. it's depressing. It is. It is. Any loss of life, like I said, is tough. But when, man, three year old. So n- now we go to the supervisors' meeting. Did you Did you both watch it? Oh yeah. No, no, I read I read the recaps. You're coming in cold. I don't know. I, I, you should have you should have watched it because it was actually very very yeah. tantalizing and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got a good idea. Uh-huh. You I got guess, a good. Well, idea. I mean, I got I got hopefully uh, hopefully you got reading different notes. well reading different sources and so yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, for me, the big thing that happened at the meeting was uh, all of the revelations by the supervisors about this Perky Omen Avenue project, the way that the former boards of supervisors just did absolutely nothing to try to put any kind of spending cap or breaks on this. They just kept approving stuff. Here's a question. Aren't those the same guys that are doing petitions and complaining? Those are the... uh, Some of them are the seven... uh, this is part of the reason why I'm a little angry too. Right. Is these people go on social media and I listen, I don't necessarily agree with what Dave Hughes did. I think we covered that in past episodes. But yeah. these people go on social media and act like they're some high fluting person. You're the reason why we're in this issue. Were there you were you just pointed it at me. I'm not the reason. No, 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 this. no. I, I, when I'm pointing at you, I want your input. You were, yeah, you was pointing at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm look. I'm with. I'm with you guys on on that. I mean, there's there's a parking lot there that may not be a parking lot. It's right. just it's it's it, it's an ugly ugly thing. And to to know that like all this effort just like gave way to just destruction and garbage. Like it's, I, it, it's just ridiculous to me that these people are out there thinking that they're so great when the problems that we're dealing with were done by them. 
Who sold us out to PA American Water again? Who was that? That would be five supervisors. Oh, and that would be the five that are that are complaining mostly. Uh, uh, two down. of them at least. Yeah, sit down and shut up. Yeah. Sit down and shut up because you personally, your votes, why you were in control, yeah. cost my family hundreds of dollars a month yep. for what you did. You're screwing every taxpayer and every person who gets water in you and in this in the in the township yeah. sit down and shut up take your social media posts and put them out to pasture because no yeah. one cares what you think no one except for your little maybe three to five little bandwagon i almost said it betty's betty's there you go how's that bandwagon oh, betty's. See, this this pisses me off is because they sit there on social media like they're some king of exeter and it was so great underneath you really really Really? Precisely. PA American Water, the promenade, all this crap that you guys did, and now you're scared because people are digging into it. That's why you're speaking out. No one thinks that you're that great, except for you. Yep. You're trying to protect a stupid legacy. No, it's CYA. Is that the, so, so the legacy is... Well, they think that they have some legacy. What legacy? You, you, you screwed the, the Exeter Township people for their water. Every month, I, I, my bill's been over $250 every month. It's a high of $378 it's for water. I don't even water my lawn. The most plentiful substance on the planet costs you $300 a month. And because of who? Supervisors. Oh, okay. So it's not this supervisor's board, right? No, no, no. Were anybody no, no, no. on this board voted for that? No. Oh, how about that? So. so the ones that come and say that these guys are destroying Exeter Township and it's so chaotic and, the, you know, they're just a great, they're making all these changes, letting these great employees go. I don't really understand that because every single thing that we're trying, that's trying to be fixed now and we're paying through the nose was done because of these. Bozos. Bozos. Okay. You like when that? When we started, when, when you first asked me to start doing this, you just can't say the F word, Kevin. And I've been pretty damn good you have been you've been uh, uh, yes very good i'm perfect 100 percent that i haven't said it but man this pisses me off well so like what um like like do, do you think that oh yeah i'm away from the mic so do, do you do you think that they um like the past supervisors like do you think that they're adding any like value to the discussion no, at all not at all. They're sitting. You watch them on social media. Mm-hmm. Watch them go to the other whatever Exeter one, and look at on yours. You just look at their comments. Mm-hmm. They're like stirring a pot of shit. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it to stir a pot and try to make Dave Hughes and Ted and Dave and and all the other ones look bad. Yeah. That's only that's the only reason they're doing it. And you know what they need to do is be told to shut up and sit down because all the shit that's going on now is because of them. We're being paid through the nose because of PA American Water them. Yes. All this shit is because of them. So sit down and shut up if you're listening. So we have clips. Go ahead, man. Okay, from, from the meeting. And the first one is uh, Ted Gardella. It's getting hot, man. Mr. Chair, fellow supervisors, um, I know that we have been going back and forth on this. Um, but the problem that I have is the complete lack of transparency from previous boards with respect to this project. This is like the world's smelliest onion. Every layer that gets peeled back requires more questions and more investigation because it does not appear that anything was done with full transparency and involving the community on this project. Do Ted and Mary have a dog named Bingo? 
They do not. They should get a dog and name it Bigger. Because Ted's spot on all the time. Ted's spot on all the time. I mean, this actually ties into something you guys were when you kept me in the green room for two hours earlier. This ties. It into was some, an hour and a half, you whiner. <laughs> it, it ties into something that I that I overheard through the walls with like hiring like the the school uh, like the school security officer. It's like, well, like what's like I what's the goal that you're trying to do? And I understand like there's transparency in terms of like financing, but there's also like transparency in terms of like purpose. Like what right. are you trying to accomplish? Exactly. And can you, and, and you need to have that critical eye uh, towards, you know, the goals and whether or not the strategy you're trying to use to reach that goal is, is, is effective. And that's, you know, and that's, you know, a good lesson, not just for like governance, but also for how we try to like operate operate in our lives can we try to be deliberate in how we are achieving what we want yes and with government it is very important for transparency to be a rule exactly because you're not paying for it you know what i mean that transparency needs to come to the people and everybody needs to be made aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. because they're the taxpayers they're the boss you're not the boss Mm -hmm. what's even weirder like I'm trying to even think, you know, as you're saying that, Kevin, like, what would be an example of something that should not be transparent, like, on a local level? I think if an employee infraction. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's good. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Because that's the basis Personal. of executive order, of executive sessions when right. when you're having right. things like that. If you, if you work for the township and I'm your boss, I'm not going to have it in a public meeting that... You were you smoking. stole toilet paper. Yeah, like, like were, human resources stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, but, but anything that the public is involved in directly, absolutely needs to be out there. And and so, in the next clip, Ted really uh, uh, like puts an arrow in it. I want to draw everyone's attention to a couple of lines in this incredible memo. Um, the second sentence, please note that John Granger, as manager, was granted a lot of leeway in authorizing on behalf of the township, hence making a complete understanding of the project difficult. So John Granger, former township manager, mm-hmm. was given authority to do things that township managers normally don't by the supervisors because they were lazy and they didn't want to bother Whoa. keeping track of things. Wait a minute. Who? Who gave him that authority? The former supervisor. Oh, because why? Oh, because they were lazy and they didn't want to do it themselves. Got it. Okay. The same people that are complaining now about this board? Again, sit down and shut up. Yes. Well, some, like thinking like about like laziness. Like, was there like a purpose? Like, is there ever a purpose to delegate something like that to like a manager? Or is that is that considered like really, like really poor practice? For me, that's poor practice because that's the reason why we elect these people is to do those jobs, is uh-huh. to dig in and ask questions. Instead of just saying, John Granger, go do what you want to do, I'll be on a golf course. Uh-huh. Especially when anything, I, th- I think, John, what I look at is, and probably maybe Jerry does too, anything that comes to money. Anything that comes to money. Uh-huh. Anything. Because if, when, you, when you don't have transparency, what's the opposite of transparency? Darkness. Opacity. Oh, okay. right. So if, if, if darkness and if there's opacity, no, if you're not, if there's no transparency and you're and and then people are like, well, why? 
Because it's always like we were talking about way before the show is I always ask questions. Yeah. Right. So if you're not, if it seems like you're trying to cover something up, you're trying to finagle me, everybody is used to getting screwed. So, hey, you know what I mean? If there's no transparency, the opposite of transparency is you're trying to hide something. Or, yep. or, or you can't like go back and like reconstruct sort of like the chain of thinking that led to like a decision. So if you're trying to like, look, like I, these are the elected officials, like the, the, uh, the proverbial like buck stops stops with them. They've they've assumed the responsibility, yep. uh, the elected responsibility of doing of doing these different things, and like to to sort of for for very like critical decisions as you know these these the two examples that you're bringing up and all the stuff that's happened over the last couple of weeks, like to to sort of abdicate that, uh, ab- abrogate abdicate. Abdicate. abdicate, yeah, abdicate, abdicate, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to to someone else, and then uh, like try and walk away from that. It doesn't seem like very nice, very very good. It's 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 an absolute. Uh, it, it's a delegation that should not happen. Mm-hmm. Delegation of authority. So the next clip is is once again Ted, and he reveals something here that should blow everybody's mind. The second piece that I would like to draw everyone's attention to is in this second paragraph. Chris Bauer's response to the expenses used as a... Chris Bauer is the representative of McMahon & Associates, the engineering firm. ...current match was the design costs are ineligible because of how we were selected back in 2016. Granger at the time I got involved did not want to go through the PennDOT selection process to select an engineer. He felt it was a waste of time and wanted to have all the grant funding go to construction. You and I are just looking at John Wade for his comment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sounds like someone wasn't following the protocol. The, the, yeah, the protocol. Like, right. Yeah. And it's so funny that they're, that the, the, let's call them the seven drawers, right? The seven dwarves. Seven the intellectual that, dwarves. The ones that are all pissy that Ted is doing what he's doing, what the board is doing now, what they're trying to look into procedures and, and protocols. Correct. Oh, no. Because you know what might happen if you actually do that? You don't screw your, your the township citizens who are paying hundreds of dollars more for water. That's right. Sit down so, and shut up. So is the implication, like I'm trying to parse that quote down, is the, is the implication that this was a like a like a no-bid contract when it shouldn't have been? Uh, yeah, in essence, but at the same time, basically what they're saying is that PennDOT, who's giving a bunch of money, right? Okay, has things in place, uh, has procedures in place for picking an engineering firm or, uh, you know, construction, whatever. Right, right, right. And so the engineering firm is, I guess, probably the first thing that you pick. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they have those in. And if you follow those procedures... The money can be used for a myriad of other things. It can be used for design, mm-hmm. okay? But by not following the PennDOT procedure, it could only be used for construction, which puts you and I on the hook for more money. Of course. And who did that again, Jerry? The supervisors. Checking. Like, like, so, and this is where, like, again, sort of like the lack of transparency. Like, so, like, what would have been the benefit of doing it that the way they did it? It gets done quicker because mm-hmm. they want to. Okay, so, so the the implication, of course, is that 
We just want to sew this thing up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's, let's get it there, get it out to bid and get it moving so that everybody makes their money. Mm -hmm. The root of all evil. Love Love of money. money. Oh, he knows. (laughs) The biblical scholar, Jonathan Scatia. (laughs) Okay. So the next clip is. Ted, once again, if I can find it. Um, yes, here it is. Ted says this board is exposing things. I have heard this project described as a safety project, as a walkability project, as a business development project, as a beautification project. And yet we did not take the time as a township to go through the proper PennDOT selection process to select an engineer. I think that is an indictment of the lack of direction that was provided on this project. And I am incensed that we as a board have to continue to peel back the layers of this onion to expose all of the details of this project. Yep. Bingo. Right. So so now, once again, the seven dwarves, I, I keep losing the word, the seven stupid dwarves, we're going to call it whatever. They they caused this problem. Yeah. So now, now they're sitting on the outside and shooting in, and Ted doesn't like it because they're trying to solve it. Right, and that's the problem is that, they're, they're like I said a couple of weeks ago, there are pigeons playing chess. So they go on, <laughs> they kick all the pieces over, <laughs> shit on the board, and then fly away. I don't think you're about to play another clip. So, like... So, what was the end result of all of this? Nothing? Well, uh, they they did put the project out to bid, but the point was to expose some things. Well, no, no, it's not so much that. Like, So, you were saying, like, all right, so you might do this if you're trying to get it done like quicker and so on. But it sounds like nothing was done quicker. No, it wasn't because this has been going on for four years now. So, so whatever they tried to do, not only did it not work... Yep. Uh, but it was done in a, like, a, it sounds like, I, I mean, I don't know if it's unethical. Uh, I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm no I'm no governmental scholar. But whatever they did, not only was it, like, you know, shady, it didn't work. And that Correct. right right there, I, I'm the second time I've met John, but he's always trying to see the positive in the people and everything. I get it. I'm just a direct opposite one of people because I've smelled <laughs> shit too many times coming from people. Not that you haven't. What I'm saying is, is, when I see something done quickly like this and not using protocols, it's normally deceptive and for a reason that they're trying to either because they're either lazy or somebody's getting a kickback or something. I'm not saying they're getting kickbacks or got kickbacks. What I'm saying is is normally when there's not transparency and you don't follow protocols, you're either being lazy or you're trying to do something crooked. Right. Well, it's hard to be. I think it's actually like pretty hard to be lazy. Um, so like... Like, look, we're not trying to get into into like into like motives here. I'm just trying to sort of understand like what was like the ultimate ultimate goal, and like where did sort of like the these like conflicts and like poor decisions like compound? Because no, I, I look, yeah, I'll, I will see the positive now. Like, I'm sure like the the, the your 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 well are like seven dwarves. Like they like no one's getting into this like to like just cause problems or to try and make the community worse i mean maybe you maybe you would object jerry um no okay so like i like where did these potentially good intentions like 
go awry and how did people get it so wrong and that's where like you know it it, it stinks that that the board has to spend time like unraveling this uh, to understand that because look that like the problem is still here now so let's like I, I like I understand why you have to go backwards uh, as much as you know certainly we'd prefer to go forwards right but but yeah you have to is the point yeah. the point is when this project is still dragging on Four years. you have to go back and you have to look and see where everything went wrong and like what really kicked it all off was the fact that you know, PennDOT gave, you know, I, I believe the number is $3.2 million. Mm-hmm. And we were only supposed to have to match like 880 And we're like $1.8 million in. Mm-hmm. So where does this go wrong? Why are we at one8 in? Mm-hmm. It was only supposed to be 800 So that's what they're, they're so looking at. So over double, over double over yeah. our cost. And that's just for the first phase. We're coming mm-hmm. down into phase two. This one could be really expensive mm-hmm. if they go all the way through. I mean, this could see us putting in like a couple of million dollars more. It's always a boondoggle with this shit. Always. Yes. And it does, Exeter's no different. They're not unique. It's every boondoggle. Right. Whether it's a township, town, city, state, feds, whatever. It's, it's problematic, and I don't know how you can necessarily fix it. Yeah. So, okay, back to Ted now. Um Speaking of the sanctimonious boards and, and board members of the past. We have an individual business owner with the appearance of uh, a special treatment with respect to providing uh, easements or, or um, access to the construction process. And, and we are being held over a barrel. We also know that in that same agreement, we are giving up purchased property the exeter township board of supervisors approved the purchase of the permanent property and then simply turned around and gave away beat away part of that property to an individual business owner as a part of this project so the what this is and i'm not going to name the person but i mean i think everybody can can figure it out in conjunction to where the promenade is okay but a considerable amount of land was deeded from the promenade to that business. This is not that that businessman's fault. This is not his fault. He was smart. He he went and got what he wanted. Was that the five acres that they were talking about? Uh, no, five? no, not five acres. It's it's like it's it's like half an acre or something. We didn't get to it tonight. Then there's another thing we got to talk about. Yeah. Okay. But so. So. Is this, oh no, that was at the school board. Is this um yeah. just because I'm trying to figure out if I can talk in during this conversation? Um, is that the the one building there that has a sign on it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can't talk right now. No. Yeah. I I don't want you to. I I don't want to point the guy out because the guy is an honest businessman. He did what was best for him. Okay. Yeah. So they gave him a perpetual deed to a portion of the uh, promenade around his place for $5. He paid $5 for it, has a perpetual deed on roughly $150,000 worth of land. All to make, again, to make it all go faster. Okay? We're going to get this done before the public becomes aware or before some idiot like Dave Hughes and Ted, idiots like Dave Hughes and, and Ted Gardella 
throw a wrench into it. Let's hurry up and get this done before somebody sees what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, I would not blame the business owner, that's for sure. I would At love, all. I, I want his lawyer, though. Yeah, right. There are so many other issues that we are having to deal with. To have, you know, sanctimonious commentary made about the actions of this board as we try to understand the lack of transparency, I feel this needed to be stated. I feel that we need the community to understand that the PennDOT selection process was not even followed because a single township employee decided it was a waste of his time. Where was the Board of Supervisors directing Mr. Granger to follow the approved process? If we had done that, would we have been able to use those expenses as our grant match? We will never know. Yep, and that was rubber stamp. The rubber there it stamp. Is. It's yeah. again, it always come back to the rubber stamp clamp. Right. So now we're, if they go through the entire project, we're going to be in for like another couple of million dollars probably. Now, with that said, as we said in the previous segment, uh, Mary Beth Gardella pointed out that they pissed and moaned and suddenly the engineering firm, oh, well, we could cut like 1.2 million out of this. But everything else was on the table until people started pissing and moaning. Hey, well, that's actually a really good, a really, really good point uh, that, that needs to be emphasized more. Like, hey, people who are listening, like, speak up. You can actually influence things. So, like, complain. Yeah, you know, I don't want to say complaining because that makes it sound negative. You like questioning stuff like this. All of a sudden, you you, you get the cost, you know, brought down. So. You know, participate, please. Yeah, and, and, and it starts with people showing up. Now, I'll, I'll tell you that I, I went to both meetings this week. There was, by my count, now because they put Christy Haller in, she had a bunch of people there who, and, and rightly so, like her parents, I guess her in-laws, this person, a couple of administrators showed up, a couple of teachers, you know, right, right, exactly. There's all kinds of stuff like that. And by my count, there was 11 people at this meeting who weren't administrators were there for Christy for Christy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so 11 people showed up on a night when our taxes got hiked. I think it's that, insanity. I think part of the reason is, is because I think a lot of people think, well, oh, shit, they're going to do whatever they want to do anyway. And it doesn't really matter. You think Jason Mel's not going to vote for his more house for his household to get more money? Yeah. You really think so? I mean, no. It's, that's that's not. part of the problem is that we're at. Right? It looks like you're shaming me, Jerry, for not showing up. I am shaming you. Well, it's you know, it's it's a, it's a <laughs> look. It it it, it, go, it goes back to um, uh, like you don't. It goes back to you know some of the other like past like uh, things we've talked about. How like uh, like you know the criticism the criticism is valid and the criticism of the public in this case is valid as well. Like, um, if you want to have, like, say in your in your government, uh, you know, don't don't Facebook it. Like, this is your opportunity to influence. And Jerry just provided an example of actually influencing and saving you all you all money. And look, I know it's 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 tough. I know local government is potentially the dry. Well. And, was potentially the driest possible topic to, to, to talk about. And yet, uh, we're seeing like things that are impacting your lives and things that can save you money, that can improve you know, the aesthetics and the qualities of the neighborhood uh, that, we, that we live in. Like you, you guys, you know, 
if if it's important to you, you know, try to try to make the effort. And I know it's tough. Uh, and that's the you know that's the challenge of challenge of democracy. It is not a spectator sport. I agree. I, yeah, that's true. I I totally agree. Especially the last point that was good. Uh, the The problem is is because everyone is so enamored with federal politics where they don't realize. And for Correct. years, I spent over a decade telling people Correct. that your local elections are more important than your federal mm-hmm. ones. The problem is, is that I mean, all the ridiculousness that's going on at the federal level. I think that captivates people's minds, and so many people get tired of it. Personally, I think where it's at is local, and I think the stuff that we talk about is way more uh, sexy than what than what the federal government talks about because that's why people, you know, what I mean, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, what I mean, let's be honest. Right. Um, the stuff that that we're talking about is way more important. You're going to see it. You're going to be affected by it more on a daily basis than you would your federal government, except for when you go fill up your gas tank. Other than that, what's the federal government touching that like, you see on a daily basis? Like, like I get the sp- uh, like, you know, I, I half <clears throat> I half agree with your saying. I get the spirit of it. I mean, these are these are decisions that that like impact impact your lives and. Uh, like you know, impact the people, the, the lives of the people around you, and the, this is this is your opportunity to try to try to influence influence it. I think a lot of people. The problem was is that they voted and they think they're done. That that might have worked 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. It doesn't work that way now. It's like, look, I have brought this up before. Tim Morgan stood in my driveway and told me that he was for personal choice. Mm-hmm. I voted for him. I got other people to vote for him. I publicly supported him, but he had a sign in front of my yard. And then two meetings in, he mandated masks. He told me he wasn't going to do it. So how many times do people, citizens, whether it's federally, state, or local, you do what exactly what happened to me, and you know you support the guy, and then he does the complete ass backwards of what he told you he was going to do. Yeah. You do that so many times, federally, state, local, people just give up, and then they get pissed. And then you wonder why people go on podcasts and, and talk trash on you. <laughs> because I'm not somebody to be lied to. But also on that thing, if I, I you think I was the only one that happened to? No, no. I'm thinking I'm thinking about like you're you're right that there there is like a um like a like a an exhaustion that mm-hmm. comes. Oh my god, yeah. That, that from from being involved in, in in politics, you know, small P politics at all at all levels. It oh, yeah. it takes it takes like mental mental effort. And like I don't fault anyone who doesn't have, have the effort for that. What I do fault is the people who do have the effort for it, uh, not not uh, like routing that in the in the the way that will help to influence change. Yep. Yep. Right. So now uh, to pick up on what Kevin was talking about, you know, the local is what really affects your life. And the founders set this whole thing up with that idea in mind. Yep. Okay. Limit the federal government, send things down to states and local as much as possible. Yep. Because those are the people, the local are the people you run into at the giant. Right. And uh, in, in in stores, in the park, at the football game, they're the people. They're the ones you can hold accountable. At the state, you can also hold them accountable a little less yeah. than you can local. But federal, you're never going to touch those people. No, local, local politics, you smell it, you see it, and you can touch it. You ain't touching your federal government. Right. You're probably not even going to touch your state government. Yep. But, I mean, I touch is that I can literally go to the to Crestwood and maybe see someone on the school board member. I can go to... You can uh, go to Dave's house. Game. I can go to... Right. I can go to these people's houses. I go to a Reading Royals game and a supervisor or a uh, you know a school board member sitting behind me. Right, it's happened. That's mm-hmm. the you're, that doesn't happen with state officials. That doesn't happen with your federal government. Nope. Your local government, you can taste, 
You can smell it and you can touch it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you want to taste it, but what I'm saying, if 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 the local what's this, supervisors and whatnot. Okay, mm-hmm. they have to get, say, zoning and everything to board, and someone's going to put a, a shit house, meaning that they're going to transfer all the manure from all the local farms. They're going to put yep. it, and they're going to put it down on St. Lawrence Avenue. Mm-hmm. And the supervisor is doing zoning and everything. And they, they rubber stamp and say, okay, yeah, boom. You, you, you can smell it now. Yeah, That's your local you politics. Can. Yep. And, and it's, it's really gratifying that the people at the township level, and it's not just Ted and Dave. It's Dave Vollmer. It's Michelle Kircher. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it, it's all of them. They're all digging in. And I think part of this, uh, part of the props has to go to our interim township manager, Betsy McBride. Yep. Because, dude, she's been there like, what, a month or six weeks? She's cleaning house. She she's she's putting people on notice. She's just going in and getting work done. Good. Whereas the guy before her, uh, Jeff Bartlett, he used to show up from what I'm told two, maybe three days a week. He would work from home two days. You could never get a hold of the guy. Couldn't get him on the goddamn phone. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, you can get her on the phone. You call the township building and ask her, you're going to get her unless she's in a meeting or whatever. Good. But she will call you back. And she, that she is not a permanent fixture. She's getting it done. This board is getting it done. The the uh, school board should be paying attention to these people. Right. And the only problem is, is you see the people that are kicking up the dirt and trying to peel back the onion are getting shit on on social media. And I'm just like, you're getting shit on from the people that screwed everything up. Yeah. And their supporters. Because yep. it, I see comments from the people and I know who they are. And then you see yep. their little their little band of, of bandwagon clan friends. Yep. And then they're just like, oh... It's a rubber stamp clue and their buddies. Oh, okay, you're great. You were part of the problem. And guess what? If you supported those people, you were part of the problem too. Yes, you are. There we are. Final clip of the night is Dave Hughes making some uh, commentary about um, <clears throat> John Granger. And, and this should blow people's minds too. We have no cost controls anywhere in this township, let alone in projects. Uh, there's no accurate accounting. Uh, some of the things that they've identified. That was a direct shot at Jennifer Savage, who's leaving. The finance director. Mm-hmm. It was a direct shot at her. How do you Good even have her. a finance director if there's no accounting? <laughs> what do you do here? That's the what point. What do you do here? That's the point. The fight is our response, our responsibility to pay should have been, uh, uh, we should have identified appropriations for those things each one that we would have been responsible for. And I have never seen a budget that showed appropriations for those items in this project that we are required to be responsible for. Uh, A larger concern that I have, and I'm going to read from an article here from Talamensen faces another challenge. And uh, Talamensen was in the midst of a financial crisis. Talamensen's in Montgomery County and was where John Granger used to work. Former manager John Granger had left abruptly, leaving the township to sort out a myriad of problems. And according to an independent legal review conducted earlier this year, some of those problems resulted from allowing Granger to wield power that wasn't his, including the transfer... 
the same thing, the same thing, allowing him to do things that he should not have been doing. And who let him do that? Their supervisors did it. Of $1.9 million from the township to the Talmadge Infrastructure Authority without authorization. So their township supervisors did not authorize it. He said do it, and it was done. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds real familiar. Yeah. He just keeps running the same playbook. Now, some of the people at this time that Mr. Granger worked with, ironically, was McMahon and also Simone Collins. Who also do a bunch of work here. The same crew that came here. So, uh, and I want to tie this into the sewer because if you want to know why the sewer plant was sold... It was to do this project, it was to buy the promenade, and it was to pay off the $1.8 million settlement for the Ruddy Country Club. You know, the money, as soon as, as soon as we sold that plant, $7 million CD pulled out and spent for all these items with no oversight, no, <laughs> no transparency whatsoever. And I've been saying this for a couple years, and everybody attacks me, but here is the proof, and I think I think this whole project right now really needs to be audited. Yep. Yeah. So, so it, wrap this into the forensic audit that's coming, and have them tear it apart. Yep. Does Dave own a dog that's named Bingo as well? <laughs> no, he does not. He should. His dog's name is Tucker. Nice. I, I just... Again, they're going to be bashed for trying to look into trying to peel back the onion. Why are you, why are you digging this up? You're just going to cause problems. And you say, oh, my gosh, we're letting all these people go. Okay, if we didn't have these protocols and there was no accounting or any of this, what what were they doing? I don't. I love all these comments, too. They're all like, oh, they're nice people. No one's saying they're not nice. They're just saying they did a bad job. I'll There's bet good people you. doing bad jobs. What the hell? I'll bet you Jennifer Savage is the nicest person in her little enclave of friends. I'll bet you. I can't prove it from my interaction with her. She's got her nose up in the air every time I've ever seen her. And that was before she hated me. She was like that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, so like I'm trying to, to come up with like, like a theme uh, of like what's been going on. I mean, it just sounds like the, the culture of like, like the, the the organizational culture of the the township government was just you know just allowed certain things to 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 happen and you know I'm sure that these things weren't like intentional. It's just you get there, you get part of the culture, and you sort of adapt to the things that are going on around you. Such a great comment. You know, laziness breeds laziness oh, in yeah. essence. Go along to get along. Yeah. It's it, it's like a union mentality. I'm not. We're paid the same thing. I'm not doing more than him. Screw that. Mm-hmm. How many times I heard that in the years I worked at UPS? Oh yeah. Hey Bob, why do I have a hundred stops? Jerry only has ninety. I'm not doing any more than him. Screw that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I I get it. I just don't. I, the problem is, is that those days are done, which we've said before. And now, if you try to change this, they're all like, oh. But they're nice. They're nice people. Well, they do. He's been here for thirty-four years, Kev. It's thirty-four years. He's the greatest. Just read the comments. Go on the social media. Read it. They're all like, "Oh, I don't know why they're firing. This is chaos." She's 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 such a nice person. She's the bestest mentor ever. Take take the emotion out of it. 
I, I, you can tell these people never really ever fired or hired anybody or ran anything is because you exactly you have to take the emotion out of things if you're doing if you're having thank god the people on social media aren't the ones right uh, running the, the township and are on the supervisor's board thank do god. you know what we're saying john uh <laughs> well i just say that you can't take the emotion out of it and that that, that that's what makes the, the process tough you know it's it's very 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 hard to to sort of be really dispassionate about stuff especially because like we are like emotional creatures we we get driven by the things that uh, like arouse us like emotionally the things that make us like you know excited and passionate like if you wanted me to talk about my work i'd go on for you know forever uh, but the things that make us angry and a- anxious and i can understand that this is an anxious time for like a lot of the, a lot of the employees and it's arousing a lot of like uh you know feelings in people um and yet, you know, it, it, you know the, the points that you guys are making about the way that, like, decision after decision, like, has led to poor, poor outcomes and has negatively impacted the people who live here. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that seems to be in dispute at all. But the point that we're, that I think I'm trying to make is, it doesn't matter if they're good people. The decisions that they're making turn out to a pile of shit. That's my point. And then social media, the people are like, oh, she's the nicest person ever. No one's saying she's not. Why is that is a dumb, dumb comment because someone's fired. There's a reason why someone gets fired or or is forced to resign. It doesn't matter if they're a good person. I mean, yes. Are there instances where someone's a complete asshole and they get fired because they're a complete asshole? Yes, it's happened. I've done it. But the problem is, is when you're making comments, well, she was the nicest person ever. I don't know why you fired her. You don't even know why she was fired or you don't even know why she was run. You're just going to go on social media and virtue signal because I felt like she was a good person. She shouldn't get to. How many people thought Jeffrey Dahmer was a nice person when he was young? Come on. But he's been here for 34 years. You can't get rid of him. I personally think that's a similar. As soon as you get. You've been here 34 years? You're fired. <laughs> get out. You've been here for There's that a number. Long? Get out. There's a number. Right. You've been here long enough. Go home. Well, it's the same thing also. If you have a person that long, they've worked their way up the ladder. This has yeah. happened to a lot of people when I, because I went to college in the early 90s, so a lot of people, my generation started replacing boomers. Yeah. So they would go in and a lot of companies were like, well, I'm paying Bob. He's he's 62 years old. He's a little bit away from retirement and he's making $85,000 a year back then. You know, That was real money. That was yeah. good money. He's making $85,000 a year. I can hire this kid to do the same damn job that Bob's doing and I only got to pay him fifty. Yeah. At a corporation, that's a great idea. That's a it's an investment. You're investing on a guy. He doesn't have any kids, which is also going on another topic of conversation. What's going on with, right now with these companies paying people to to fly and uh, murder their babies and stuff like right. that? The long term view on it, you idiots, is so they keep you in the workforce, but also don't have to pay your health care and then a and a kid. So Bob, he's I mean I got to pay for his wife. Here comes John. He's he's single. He's young. He just graduated college. He's 25 years old. I'm going to pay him 50 grand. I don't have to pay for his wife's insurance. I don't have to pay for his kid's insurance. This is what these people don't really understand. When it goes with anything, you're going to get replaced just because you cost the company less. I mean, I guess that that just presumes, though, that like like the sole motivation of any company and we'll, we'll you know, use like the township government uh the, the government here is like a company like the sole benefit is just to like achieve like outcomes at at the lowest possible 
cost. You would hope to get so, so like maximum efficiency, and you know that there's there's an argument to be to be made for that in certain places. There's also you know the public good that comes from you know having having you know being able to contribute uh, contribute to you know providing for people for having employees for treating them well mm -hmm. um, the, the 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 socialization that comes along with that you know look and I know I know we'll probably we're, we're, we're probably apart on the on those those points um, so you know, I'm, I'm you know just starting the talk because my drink is empty but the, the, <laughs> the, the point going back to the original point is just the people make it so oh she's such a nice person or he's such a nice person who cares I mean well, it's they great. care well they care Right, but the problem is, is you don't know why they're getting fired. You don't know why they're resigning. Maybe they did some illegal shit. Yeah, maybe they did something wrong. Maybe they did something against policy, or literally, or in the township's case, you can. There's a bunch of things you can do that are illegal. So are we not supposed to fire anybody because they're a Ever. quote unquote good person? Ever, he's a good person, except for that really horrible thing he did. You know, and, and Jerry, you were alluding this uh, to this a little bit earlier. Um, like, like I. Like if people aren't getting the job done and and they're not meeting the requirements of the job, like okay, yeah, it makes it makes sense to 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 you know let them go one way or the other. Um, but I also can understand that like you know their friends and family like not being happy about it. Well, no one I likes to get sure. fired. Yeah. No one likes to get fired. Be like, oh, they just fired me. Be like, what did you do? Like that. If one of my kids got fired from a job that they had, be like I got fired. What'd you do? Right. If I got in trouble at school. What'd you do? Not oh you poor thing. Right. Oh, but you're a good person. I can't believe they did that to you. <laughs> okay, and that's the uh, that's the township meeting. I mean, other things did happen, but that was the big thing for me. That was uh, that was they made some revelations in that meeting th that I've never seen any township board of supervisors do, and it's it it was. I said to somebody, I, I guess I got home and I said to Connie, I was like, that was absolutely the Best meeting I've ever seen. Refreshing. Yes. Like a seven up on a hot summer day. Okay. <laughs> or a vodka tonic in my case. Okay. <laughs> right, but it was was refreshing. That's what I say. Is well, the school board meeting was this, and the supervisors meeting was like this. It's all. It's all. They're giving us tons of material, Jerry. So, yeah. what plug would you make then, guys, for people to like? I made my plug earlier, but what plug would you make for people to be going to these meetings? Get involved. Get involved in your town. I mean, I, I, you know, the main thing for me is that I understand people. They, they've got two kids, each kid. One needs to be at dance class. One needs to be at soccer practice. And you have two parents and everybody's and you're trying to eat dinner and you're pulling your hair out and all that other stuff. But, dude, you got to make some time somewhere to be involved with your community. Because if you're not, I mean... You know, I guess I do subscribe to if you don't vote, don't bitch. But if you're not involved, like all that crowing you're doing on social media and complaining, it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't. Me. John, what I, I literally used to get people involved every day. That was my job for five years in politics, writing their federal government, writing their state government. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, there's the what I discussed earlier when we were talking about people being de incentivized, the you know, just so many different things that they've burned out. And then you add on what Jerry's talking about with having family and kids and, and this and this and this. I think the biggest problem is is that people um have lost trust. Mm -hmm. Um in the five years that I did what I did is oh 
doesn't matter. It's not going to change anything. And in federal level, I believe they're right. But um, your local level, like we talked about earlier, also you can taste it, you can smell it, you can see it, you can touch it. What better way to keep your elected officials in line by talking to them in public? Yeah. On tape. Yeah. You know what I mean? You shoot, you shoot Ann Herring an, ear, an email. Okay. Go to a school board meeting. Oh, well, you're not allowed direct questions. Bullshit. <laughs> and also, here's another thing. They have the comments turned off on their YouTube, Facebook page. Yep, yep. I actually heard about a court case where that's illegal. Oh, really? Yep. Bring it up. Mm-hmm. I have to do a little bit more research okay. before I bring right. it up. But that's what I'm saying is that it, if you want to put it, it, this is the thing. It makes the difference between internet muscles and, and muscles. You're not going to say something. Like if we didn't know each other and we haven't had conversations in the past, you're not going to walk up and say something to my face. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what the consequences are. That's right. I, you're not going to do it to a stranger. That's but right. if I voted for you, John, mm-hmm. and you told me one thing, and then we're going to go and, and you're doing the opposite, you bet your ass that I'm going to come to the school board meeting because I did it to Tim Morgan. Do you think that scares some people like away it from it? It should. You're I think it's a good food. thing. Yes, I do think. This is the part. Is everyone? And I had this conversation with my wife years ago. She said, well, fear is a bad thing. I said, no, it's not. It's the same reason it stops you from shitting on your, on your, your boss's desk. It's a motivator. I said, fear is the same reason why you don't go around and say things out in public. You might get your ass beat. You The same reason why you don't do certain votes. You may, hey, listen, if I vote this way, my constituents are going to kill me. Not literally kill me, but like, you know, be pissed off. And I'm not going to get elected again. Not being elected again is a form of fear. You fear not being elected again. Not all fear is bad. Fear keeps you in line, keeps you from not going through a stop sign when you're late. Fear stops you from speeding excessively in areas that you know you could get a speeding ticket. Fear is so many different things, and fear can be good. I'm not going to eat that because I could get fat. That's fear. I could eat this, and I have a high HDL, and my cholesterol is super low. If I have a, my father literally, when I was 13 years old, was overweight, had high, had you know high HDL and all that and everything. Literally, we went. He had a, a, you know, some sausage from some place. I think we were at Kutztown Renningers. Literally had a heart attack for 10 minutes after Nice. Eating. I'm not shitting you, right? We were at Renning Hospital uh, at the old St. Joe's. Nice. Um, but fear is a thing that keeps us all in line. So if you, you're not going to vote for something because you're fearful that you're not going to get elected again. It's the very basis of it. doesn't mean that, you, oh, they're going to walk out and they're going to attack me and then the FBI is going to get involved because school board meetings and all that shit. What I'm saying is, is fear stopped you from voting things that you might not agree with because your constituents have contacted you or brought up in public comment. It's not a bad thing. Fear is a good thing. So with that, uh, I think I want to go to phone calls. Great. If there's anybody out there who wants to call in, 484-668-1663. Give us a buzz. It's going to take 10, 12 seconds to to, uh, filter through there. So, so now we have covered everything that's on the agenda and more. And I guess that uh, we can now, now get into the ending if nobody calls. Oh, we got somebody. Okay, let's see. Hello, you are on with Jerry, Kev, and John. Who's this? Hi, this is Mary Beth Gardella. Hi, Mary Beth. How are you? Uh, well, I'm doing great. You know, you sound suspiciously like Penny. <laughs> well, you know, um, I- I've been told that I look like Ellie Feedy. 
<laughs> so I'm sure there's somebody out there. If there's a lookalike, there's a sounder like you're saying. Oh, of course. Okay. What's on your mind? Of course. Well, you know, I was just calling and I'm going to kind of wrap it up a, a little light tonight. I know you guys got into some heavy, you know, conversation there. But I, I, I think I've diagnosed the uh, school board. Schizophrenic? Uh, no, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit simpler. It's uh, T-R-A-S. What is that? Well, you know, you have those uh, friends, you, you know, you're you're out and you're sitting at a, a restaurant and you're eating, you're drinking and the check comes and they just can't seem to reach for the check. They suffer from T-Rex arm syndrome. <laughs> Short arms. Good one. So I, I'm thinking that, you know, Brian Fike put them in a room, said, here's the budget you know, a pair of scissors in front of them, you know, the rounded kind, you know, so they don't cut them <laughs> and, and said, all right, tell me what to cut. And all of a sudden when your courage shrinks and your, your spine shrivels, your arms contract as well. And you just can't reach for those scissors. It's almost like your entire body ingested a lemon. Well, yeah, I mean, you 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 you, uh, you 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 try to reach for them, and your big fat head gets in the way. Hits the table. Very good. An interesting point you're making. Yes. Well, I I don't know. I, I can't I can't imagine you know why they just there was just nothing to cut. And did you notice that they mowed it right towards the music, Mister? You know, Mister Melmath, two point five to one point five is a cut. It, right away, music. Oh, the, the music. Uh, I'm I, surprised they didn't say, we're, we're this year, kids, if you're playing football for extra, we don't have any helmets for you. We have to sell the helmets to to make things went. So we have to cut the helmets. And you guys, our team's not going to be playing football with helmets this year. Do you really think that would be a possibility? No, I don't. Tell you but why. I think okay. that's something stupid that they would say. Oh, oh, oh. So, so like, you want kids to die. Right. It, it's to the nth degree because, you know. There is really nothing that we can cut. Exactly. Well, you, you know, when your arms are too short. That's all I'm saying. Right. Okay. Anything else? No, I'm just a, you know, a long time listener, first time caller. That's all. Long time, first time. How many times you heard that? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's usually in sports radio. Thanks, Mary Beth. Good night. Good night, Penny. Uh, Mary Beth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I would, uh, you know, what you should say is if you guys don't cut something, we're going to have to cut Jason Mel's wife's salary. Could do that too. <laughs> There's the other implied threat, I guess. Right. For the other way. Right. Hey, listen, if we're not going to make any cuts, we're going to have to, you know, fire, fire, hire more people that takes more off of Don Harris's plate. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's Mel Math. <laughs> the opposites. Mm-hmm. And that is the Exeter Underground number 16. Um, join us next week. Same time. You're good for the same time? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So next Thursday at 645 for hyper-local news and analysis. I encourage you to read the Exeter Examiner. Look for us on Facebook and uh, get in there and comment. You know, throw some comments out there and uh, get some conversation going. I, I, I try to spice it up a little bit by calling people names. So, you know, it's fun. <laughs> You're a shameless whore. <laughs> I really am in many ways. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> that is the Exeter Underground. We thank you. Thank you, thank you. For listening and appreciate you. And uh, you, you, anything that you missed here in the show, you can catch almost immediately afterwards when we put it up for podcast. So with that said, for Kevin, for John, peace. I'm Jerry. I just said peace. Okay, peace. Okay. All right. All right. You, 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 want, you want to give a pithy? Ahoy now. Ahoy now. Okay. <laughs> and I will merely say good night. Thank you for joining us for the Exeter Underground. Join us again next week for more news and analysis of all that is happening in Exeter. This has been a production of Jerry Gelliff Media. 